I worked in cryptocurrency mining for bail funds, but also worked in machine learning and AI governance and have testified in front of Congress for that. The common thread here is, is trying to use code to do things with data on all parts of the stack. My kind of inspiration for Homebase was being aghast at how much complexity developers are dealing with and the resulting time spent on code maintenance even for applications that should be theoretically simple. So we're trying to decouple applications from data and eliminate a lot of this complexity. And that has really cool side effects for Jamstack developers. Hey, this is Brian, and you're listening to Jamstack Radio, a bi-weekly series where we discuss the Jamstack, a new way of building websites and apps that are fast, secure, and simple to work with. Jamstack Radio is brought to you by Heavybit, a program dedicated to helping startups take their developer products to market. For more information, visit heavybit.com. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio. Welcome to another installment of Jamstack Radio. On the line, we've got JB Rubinovitz. JB, hello. Hi, Brian. How's it going? I am doing fantastic. Uh, we are getting some colder weather out here in the Bay Area, so I've got my, my favorite Scotland sweater. It's like my walk around the house sweater and i'm in currently in sweatpants and very thick socks <laughs> but i hope you're, you're saying warm i think you probably at this point have a uh, summertime out there in new york at this point right yeah i am currently hiding in, in san diego for a little bit longer oh um, nice so i'm i'm warm but it's it's may gray here so it's very cloudy oh you're probably getting some of what i'm getting up here <laughs> uh up here in the bay area specifically for any listeners who still have not figured out where i live because i share way too much information about myself but speaking of information about yourself I brought you in to talk about Homebase. You're the founder and CEO. You have a co-founder as well. But uh, do you want to tell us a bit of how you got into Homebase and what you sort of work on in the past? Yeah. Yeah, I think we were talking about this before the show, but I have a really eclectic background um, where I've pretty much worked on every part of the stack. I started out in front-end development and like working on a LAMP stack years ago, and now I'm here with the Jam stack. I worked in cryptocurrency mining for bail funds, but also worked in machine learning and AI governance and have testified in front of Congress for that. The common thread here is, is trying to use code to do things with data on all parts of the stack. My kind of inspiration for Homebase was being aghast at how much complexity developers are dealing with and the resulting time spent on code maintenance, even for applications that should be theoretically simple. So we're trying to decouple applications from data and eliminate a lot of this complexity. And that has really cool side effects for Jamstack developers. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really looking to uh, kind of digging into what you're working on at Homebase. And um, yeah, yeah, that's fascinating too around your your background in the crypto space and, and bail bonds. Because I know in the state of California, we've had some changes in how bail bonds uh, are approached. So it's definitely a market that could be disrupted. I'd love for it to be disrupted because it's a, a very unequitable market for sure. But we don't have to focus too much on that. I, I want to focus on Homebase. So could you give us like sort of the introduction, cliff notes of what Homebase is? Yeah, um, Homebase is a platform for making local-first software. And we can go into what local-first is because I think the average person listening to this won't know. But um, right now we have this library um, out for the public open source called Homebase React. And it's really great for writing write-heavy applications in React simply and effectively. So think like Notion, Superhuman, Roam Research, Facebook Messenger. Um, usually you have these teams building kind of bespoke infrastructure and embedded databases and caches for these applications. And Homebase gives you an embedded database right in the browser right now, soon everywhere um, for these types of applications. and makes them super easy to build. 
Okay. Yeah, and I'm curious about the local first thing because, like, when I think of React and local force, I think of like the approach of like Redux and leveraging local storage to manage your state. Is that the right headspace to be in for this? Yeah, the idea. So local first came about um, by this lab called Ink and Switch, and they put forth these seven ideals around um, local first and trying to make data local whenever possible. And like the idea that the like canonical copy of data should be on the user's computer. And there is a lot of work around like it should be user owned, the network should be optional. So like things like offline first and um, security and privacy by default. So the initial kind of pitch for local first was around like collaboration and um, data ownership. So not just using local storage, but the idea that like we should be able to collaborate around around our data and we should also be able to have the user own it or like in this case, have the developer access it locally very easily. Like the whole data set, not just like caching state um, like you would in Redux. Okay, excellent. So like the collaboration piece is the thing that I sort of like my mind sort of stuck on at the moment. Is this like similar to like I shared show notes for this podcast with you through Dropbox Paper? I've got a local version of that. And when I say local, it's not even that local because Dropbox paper is not doesn't do a great job of the offline caching capability. But is that in the sense that instead of me relying on Dropbox paper specifically to host that data, I can have a, a version of that that I don't need a internet connection to connect with and then share that across to my teammates or podcast guests? Yeah. So if Dropbox paper was built on home base, you would have this like embedded database where your document was stored. You could go offline. You also, um, if the application developers let you, you would that data would be portable and usable of any other home-based database or home-based database component. So the idea is like you have offline capability, you have real-time collaboration because it's built on top of this like conflict-free replicated data type, which we can talk about. And then you have data portability and interoperability. So like you could basically build a whole office suite on top of your Dropbox paper data if you wanted to, if it was in home base. Okay. Because the database is always the same. So you're basically just building views on top of it. Okay, excellent. Yeah, that sounds very similar to, this came up as a pick in the previous episodes, but like Obsidian and Room Research, how they have these sort of interconnecting documents. Like you could essentially leverage home base to power something like that. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of um, early users we've been talking to have been tools for thought people because I don't know if you've been following these ecosystems, but they are already trying to like port data from different sources into Rome and these other tools for thought application. They have these complex data heavy client side applications that need to be fast that have this relational data. But right now they're, they're pretty hard to build. And um, we do see the world as this is kind of like also like a blockchain about blockchain play. Like we see the world going towards decentralized data. Yeah. But you don't really need a blockchain consensus for most things. You kind of need a web of trust within your organization and like a way to identify people. But most data, like you don't need a strong consensus on. Okay. It's interesting that you said that because it sounds like blockchain. It sounds like the sort of having a collaboration or this data model and being able to have your your content structure, secure, but also consistent. I'm curious, what are you building this technology on? Or is that something that you're still figuring out? Yeah, um, so we're building on top of this open source database called DataHike. It's a open source version of a closure database called Datomic. So one of our secret sauces is reporting all these ideas from closure into JavaScript. And so right now, um, the closure script version of the database 
it's usable in JavaScript, and then eventually we're going to be able to compile a binary of the database so it's usable and anywhere. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then a couple of things I, I wanted to touch on, the binary, but also being able to use anywhere. So is there a hosted solution for this, or do I have to throw this on an S3 bucket or something similar? Yeah, so the idea is um, everyone using this database is a peer, and what Homebase provides as a SaaS product is um, a hosting service. And so we sit as a peer and will um, sync your data across services is our like preliminary offering, but eventually becoming this like GitHub for data and these applications on top of that data. Okay, excellent. Yeah, that's what I, my other thought was um, how version control happens with Git. That's also something that I think of too as well in the collaboration piece and the fact that I can have a local version of my entire repository, but also my teammate can get another version through whatever Git provider that they're leveraging. But it sounds like you could approach collaboration and version control even in that extent. Is that correct? Yeah, it's very similar. Like the database itself is immutable. You have a timestamp for each point in time and you can fork it and like write speculatively to forks and stuff of that nature. So it's very similar to Git. Yeah, and Homebase, it's pretty new too as well. Uh, when did you, y'all get together and uh, start working on this problem? Yeah, um, my co-founder Chris and I um, have been working together, I think, since last March and have settled on like this iteration of the problem like a few months later. Very interesting to like start working on this as New York City was shutting down for COVID, but it's been a good time. Awesome. Yeah, it, you know, it, the amount of uh, projects I've talked to that have accelerated their sort of production from idea to production. We had Superbase on quite a few months ago. Uh, we had a couple other projects on just chatting through their experiences during COVID. And it's interesting that y'all started March of last year, because that's literally when stuff started happening. At least in, in San Francisco, everything shut down then. So I'm curious uh, to hear more about your experience while working on this. Are y'all still just two co-founders, or have you started hiring and taking on new staff as well? Yeah, we have... Um some freelancers and we're working with, um, so Data Hike uh, was originated by this cooperative in Berlin called Lambda Forge. And so we work with them and they are advisors to the company. So it's like, we're pretty lean, but also like have a bunch of collaborators at the same time because we're interacting with this open source community and building in public and all that. Yeah, yeah. And I saw that your your repos are also open source. So like the React hook that you can leverage today uh, is all open source. So is that still the plan to continue to work in the open and participate in the other projects as well as have your own project? Yeah, the idea is to um, continue working in the open and like have the hosting stuff and like Lambda functions and like the tooling be closed source, but also like build the open source such that if you wanted to build all that stuff, you can. But the idea is like we as Homebase want to provide enough value where you'd use us instead and be happy to do that. Excellent. Yeah, I love that model too. As I, I mean, including the, my current employer as well as my previous employer, there are portions that don't make sense to, to open source. And as you figure that out, and the, the cloud provider thing, as well as the cloud hosting provider for the data, it makes sense to figure that out. But also leveraging community, leveraging projects like Data Hike, I think that's a, a really great way to solve a problem in the open, but also get a lot of feedback on, on a product that folks are already have a use case for, for sure. Which I wanted to ask more about use cases too as well. Do you have any ideas of how folks are using Homebase today or perhaps even Data Hike in different products? Yeah. So I think for Homebase, you you kind of hit the nail on the head with the like tools for thought applications. That's where we're seeing a lot of use right now. The database that our database is like forked from is the database that Rome Research uses, for instance. So a lot of we're using a data log database, which I think is kind of 
unique. And um, a lot of tools for thought people are realizing that data logs pretty great. And so the idea is like we're working with tools for thought folks as we roll out more features. Like this is a database project. It's like a it's a really long timeline. And so we're constantly trying to roll out features really iteratively. So we're not building like in the dark. And so the features we have right now are really um, useful for kind of on fire problems of tools for thought folks or anyone writing anything like write heavy in the client where you have a lot of data on the client. Ideally, it's relational. Excellent. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually working on a problem right now. And folks who listen to this podcast are familiar with my project, which is open source. And we're currently re- working on a problem where I want to, I guess crowdsource might be the right term here, but crowdsource data about open source projects. Um, so there are certain projects that are just doing a great job, uh, but it's hard searching on GitHub to find out you know, what projects in this language or framework are taking on contributors or making it easy for contributors. It's all word of mouth. So I'm trying to figure out how to collectively, as a solo user, save data and make note of projects that are doing well uh, through different signals like following and stars and some other stuff and commit history. But also, I want to be able to share that data across in a very open way uh, to other users. So if everybody's getting a good signal, then everybody can jump onto this project and say, okay, well, this project's doing a great job. Let's jump over here and contribute. I'm curious if uh, that idea, would, would I be able to approach that with Homebase? Yeah, I think definitely. So is the idea, is it like multiplayer? Or is it just you writing and then like are other people contributing to the discussion? It's a bit multiplayer. So imagine an open source, I start tracking the home base repo uh, on one of your, your projects and I get a good signal of like, hey, I got a contribution or I got my first time contribution because that's a, a strong signal in GitHub's commit. Whenever you do a first time PR, it gets labeled that way. So if I'm following certain users, and this is literally the way I'm going to be building this, I'm following certain users on GitHub. Everybody who follows me or people who I follow will get a signal from me that says, hey, Brian, this, congratulate Brian on this first time contribution. Uh, so everybody jumps in, sort of like LinkedIn when you get a new job, you get them like props. I don't use that feature very often, but I know it exists. Uh, congratulate folks that got a new job. So kind of similar to that, where I have a network of friends on GitHub. That network of friends, that data will be mirrored through open source. And then from open source, I get good signals of like, oh, let's all contribute to Homebase. Or maybe I can open up issues or just try Homebase because I never heard of it before. So that's a good signal for me to just uh, install it in one of my projects. Yeah, that does seem like a, a good use case. I don't know, maybe we can like pair program or something at some point. Yeah, yeah. we chatted about this uh, off-air too as well. I'd love to explore just the product itself. I'm a big fan of open source, so I love your approach of uh, contributing to open source, but also doing a bit of your, what you're working on in the open. And I'm also super fascinated at projects that, against all odds, focus on a problem, worked on it during uh, 2020 and now 2021. I'm definitely rooting for the home base squad and seeing y'all sort of advance through the progression of your product for sure. Thanks. Yeah, it was, uh, I'm from the like hackathon scene, like founded a really big hacker community and was like, we're just going to do hackathons and do all these in-person things. It's going to be great. And then COVID happened. But um, silver lining is like, it's so easy to get people from all over the world on a Zoom call now and talking to them or like hanging out in a Discord. So there's been a, a silver lining as far as expanding our reach beyond the U.S., which has been really cool. That's awesome. Have you seen some crossover from folks in the blockchain space interested in the platform such as uh, Homebase? Yeah, we have people specifically, let me see, I'm ta- talking to blockchain people, but the bigger crossover has been like peer-to-peer people. So peer-to-peer is traditionally like not very ergonomic, like it's hard to use, and we're embodying a lot of the peer-to-peer ideas 
but like giving you this centralized option if you want it and don't truly need peer to peer. Um, so there's been crossover there. And then on the blockchain side, um, we have a lot of people using us with um, IPFS. Okay. Because we can replicate your data basically anywhere. So you can have the centralized thing and then you could also replicate it to IPFS so you know it's going to be there for you. So those have been the, the big crossovers so far. And we also like intend to do a lot with uh, blockchain as a source of identity. Okay. It's interesting to see some of the knowledge that we've gotten from blockchain. I know there's a lot of hype around cryptocurrency and making money and going to the moon. Uh, but what I've been fascinated by is just the knowledge transfer uh, for folks who've been working on those problems come into the mainstream space. So I didn't know that Homebase or even yourself, you had history in the blockchain space. Uh, but I do like seeing novel examples and just unique use cases for folks who are applying those concepts, which I know this is more peer-to-peer rather than blockchain, but um, it's interesting to see that sort of um, the idea now come into fruition for sure. Yeah, for sure. I feel like uh, I definitely like wanted to be a quote-unquote blockchain person, but I think it's hard to find your people there when so much money is being made. Like You don't know who is in it for the, I guess, the value and belief system. And um, I found a lot of the Web3 and like blockchain application developer tools like really unergonomic and basically trying to find a way to solve these problems that, you know, it's just in a React hook. It's easy. It's syntactically beautiful. It's simple. Um, it was one of the goals here for sure. Okay, cool. And I know this is uh, very early for your, your product. You only just started working on it last year, but uh, is there any ideas of like how pricing is going to work? Like if I were to start trying out Homebase today or in the next couple of weeks, what can I expect to pay for? What can I expect to be able to leverage today? The idea is like it's going to be free for small projects and then like probably pay for developer seat or something similar to um, Vercel or Next. Trying to do usage-based pricing where um, if you have a small project like and we aren't providing like any fiscal value, you shouldn't be paying us. But when we start to provide value, we want to start charging. Yeah, and the example I explained with the open source, uh, the value you'd be providing me is basically hosting that data somewhere else and not making me a DBA or someone has to manage that infrastructure because I also come from the, the front end space. So I, I live and breathe through JavaScript and React and being able to get fancy UIs up and running, not so much getting data consistent and making sure that stuff doesn't go down. So uh, I'm always looking for a good solution that I don't mind paying for. Yes, well, we're here for you, so <laughs> we should talk. Thank you very much. Can we really just quickly touch base on the 30, uh, Forbes 30 under 30? I'm curious what that, how that came about. It's not every day you get to meet someone who's on that list, uh, so are you able to touch base on, one, how they reached out, but also what was the notable thing that they reached out for? Yeah, sure thing. So well, I'll start with what they reached out for, because that um, informs how they reached out. But um, it was for Bailblock, um, a project I co-created to crowdfund mining cryptocurrency to pay for people's bail who couldn't afford it. And so we presented that project at Ethereal, um, this big like Ethereum conference in Brooklyn. And um, I did an interview with someone from Forbes there to get the word out about the project. And so when 30 Under 30 came about, they put me on the list in finance, which was really weird because this this was not a for-profit project in any sense. So it's like me in finance with all these people who are much wealthier than me. I'm now like on a mailing list for Saudi Arabia where they try to get me to come out there and like invest money. And uh, it's been interesting. I am hoping it, it kind of brought a bigger audience to the the problem um, with bail, but 
hard to measure. Yeah, and is bail block still something that's still moving forward, or is it a project that you had to sunset? We're currently sunsetting it. It it came at a time before um, bail funds were really mainstream, and we wanted to kind of use cryptocurrency as a way to talk about you know the problems with cash bail. And um, I think at this point, people know about bail funds. Like um, last summer, they were flooded with donations to the point where they couldn't really handle the amount of donations. And so um, one of the reasons I moved on to um, advising and helping AI governance around um, risk assessments, which is kind of like the next like metamorphosis of these bail systems, where it's like, we're going to set bail with algorithms, but it turns out those algorithms aren't, are really biased. I was always more about... Um, the cause of abolition than like the specific technological underpinning, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great too. And again, it's, I just find it super admirable because like I, I am very, very aware of how unequitable the system is. And I love projects like this project, but also the Detroit water project, which is um, a project that was put together to pay folks water bills in Detroit for folks who could not make that next paycheck. And there are a couple different projects to the same in the same vein too as well, um, that maybe this was inspired by those projects or those projects inspired by this project. But I just, I just love seeing people just do positive, good stuff uh, with tech and their resources for sure. So thank you very much for that. I cannot say that enough. So I think we kind of covered a lot of the, the bases around home base, um, which man, that was such a bad pun that I did not intend. But actually, is there anything else you wanted to bring up about home base? Maybe stuff that's coming on the future and people can look out for? Yeah. Great question. Um, so we have, if you go to our website, you can sign up to get access to the beta right now. What we have public that you can poke around with and try is we have a library called Homebase React, which is React hooks or embedded database. And then we also just released or like have released at the time of this podcast, whenever it comes out, um, a data log console. So in the browser and in, in Chrome right now, you can see your embedded database and play with it in the Chrome console, but also um, if you have a Rome database or another data log database, you can also play with that in our console. So um, hat tip Chris and Wade for getting that out there. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, awesome. Well, I hope folks who are listening uh, definitely head over to homebase.io, request early access, uh, try it out, provide feedback, contribute to open source as well. That's another opportunity, data hike, appears to be open source as well. Homebase has got some React Hook uh, library as well that you can contribute to and provide feedback with. But JB, thank you very much for sharing about Homebase. Uh, I'd love to transition us into picks. Uh, these are jam picks, things that are, keep us going throughout the day. It could be music, food, technology related, all of the above. Anything's fair game. So did you have a pick? I have some picks. Oh, cool. Well, you should go first. <laughs> okay. Are you an animation fan, Brian? Animation fan, I have dabbled. Uh, I am no expert, but I have definitely played around with some animation in the past. Okay, well, there is a movie out on Netflix right now by the folks who did um, Into the Spider-Verse called The Mitchells versus The Machines. And it's like the best animated thing I've seen in years. It's like a really cool queer coming of age family during like a tech apocalypse. Like there's this like Google type company and there are robots running around and this family is just kind of weirdly beating the robots. And yeah, I really enjoyed that uh, this past weekend. Cool. (laughs) I'm definitely going to add that to my list. I love Netflix movies and shows and having those as I sort of try to really debug a problem or have to write up documentation. I mentioned this a couple times on the podcast, but I'm definitely a watch TV while doing your homework type of kid. Uh, So I'm definitely going to put that on my list for sure. I love Into the Spider-Verse. But yeah, you said you had uh, another one? Yeah. um, 
I'm, I'm a Brazilian jiu-jitsu person. And so I'm going to pick my gym that just reopened unity jiu-jitsu in New York city. If you're in New York city right now for the summer, you should check them out. And then I think my final one is, uh, I have become an electric bike person over COVID. And so <laughs> nice. I'd like to, um, pick my electric bike, uh, the rad power rad runner. I do like 50 miles on that thing a week. It's been really nice. Yeah, I think those are my picks. Yeah, I'm familiar with rad bikes too as well. Um, I've got a couple coworkers who are, swear by them. And also a couple of folks I know in Oakland out here that that leverage them. Oakland's got a really good bike scene and they've got great bike lanes too as well. I'm still old school and use a fixie for whatever reason, but I lucked out that my neighborhood's pretty flat. That's cool. My co-founder has a fixie. Excellent. Yeah. You know, one speed. It's the only speed you need. So I did have a pick. So we had a pick... Uh, a new project I've been working on for the past six months finally shipped, uh, and it's called the Readme Podcast. And it's a podcast, uh, as it sounds, uh, about open source maintainers. So talking about their sort of come up, but also how they've contributed to a project or built a project and eventually got a little bit of success around that. Uh, what I love about it is that it, it really showcases stories of how folks got to where they are. Because I think every story that folks like you could see the success of anybody, but you know, success comes with hard work or with a lot of luck. So it's nice to hear some of the serendipitous moments. So we cut, we actually interviewed Evan Yu uh, from the view project uh, as well as a couple other folks too, as well, the creator of home base and uh, Octoprint. Uh, so if anybody's interested, head over there, subscribe to the Reby podcast. I did mention uh, I'm one of the hosts. So I, I got a chance to meet a lot of open source maintainers and get to learn about their stories and, kind of just realized that most folks who are doing really cool things, uh, they're doing it because it is, I don't want to say it's passion. It's just more of like, they just kind of started solving a problem. Uh, and folks were all interested in that problem they were solving. And that's where really the growth comes from. So if you're working on a project, start with something that's interesting to you and you'll find other people that are also interested in it. So that is my pick. And uh, this is a podcast. So JB, thank you so much for sharing your picks and talking about Homebase and sharing a bit of your story, folks. Uh, definitely find JB on all social platforms as well as sign up for Homebase. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. And with that, listeners keep spreading the jam. That's all the time we have for today. If you're interested in being a guest on the show or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio. To learn more about Heavybit, visit heavybit.com. And while you're there, check out their library. It's packed with amazing talks on sales, marketing, product, and general management from founders of developer tools companies and other industry leaders. 